Hello everyone, Joel here. I just wanted to make a little announcement before we begin this episode. I wanted to let you know that this one will be a little different than the others. Here at Barely Adequate Podcast, we appreciate honesty and integrity, and we wanted to make sure that we are holding ourselves to this standard. So with that being said, this session went long. We try to keep our journalistic integrity and give you a high-quality product, and sometimes something has to give. I do edit the episodes weekly and cut out a lot of the mundane stuff like loot and out-of-character discussion. We try to stay on task, but it isn't easy. Rest assured that whatever dice rolls, outcomes, or events are always done openly and fairly. With that being said, I had to split this episode into two parts. So it will seem that the episode ends fairly abruptly, and part two will begin the same way. We will not be adding another introduction onto part two other than me popping in to say hi, and we will get right back to the adventure. Thank you all for sticking with us and listening to our project. We hope you are having as much fun listening to it as we are creating it. If you have anything to tell us or want to ask us, uh, send us a line. BarelyAdequatePodcast at gmail.com. Now, sit back, grab some popcorn or whatever you like, and strap in for Episode 8, A Horse Named Rexford, Part 1. Cue the music. Nobody expects a Goblin Inquisition. Well, we're not that good at this. You don't have to be either. My name's Joel, and I am your host for this adventure. Sitting at the table with me, I've got my three, trois, for those French fans out there. Friends. Wallace, welcome to the table, Wallace. Good day, gentlemen. <laughs> welcome back here. And a good day to you, Wallace. Good day. Good day. Yes. <laughs> we got to get our smoking jackets back. <laughs> 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 Second up, Nick. Welcome here, Nick. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here too. And then last but not least, of course, we've got our DM slash GM. He still hasn't decided what he wants to be called yet, so let's call him Eminem. <laughs> Chris. Welcome back, Chris. Well, thank you, Joel. Much appreciated. Great uh, great to be back in the GM DM, whatever you call it, seat. M-N-M seat, I suppose, today. Yeah, exactly. Well, last time was awesome, I got to say. That was a lot of fun. It was raining goblins. It was fun. If you didn't listen to that episode, go back and listen, because it's totally worth it. It's ridiculous. We're going to hear about that in a little bit. But first, I'm going to send it to Chris. Chris, we're going to do a lore drop. What do you want to tell us about today? Well, today we're going to ha- hop back onto the uh, the deities train, and we're going to discuss another god of import in the Pantheon, uh, specifically because it is uh, one worshipped by Nick's character, Gaius Bainbridge. He is a worshipper of Davros. So Davros is the god of cavalry, judgment, duty, wards, redemption, and warfare. He's known as the Iron Griffin Lord, the First Justicar, Corruption's Keeper, the Endless Warden, 
Redeemed in Chains, and The Gray Soldier. His holy symbol is a gauntleted fist wrapped in iron chains. Davros is depicted as a weathered human wearing battle-worn plate armor with iron chains wrapped around each forearm, often astride a iron griffin. AC depiction, so that is after cataclysm, uh, also show iron chains wrapped around his waist like a belt, locking an accursed bastard sword into a rune-covered scabbard. As for Davros himself, he was once, once the mortal ruler of an ancient kingdom. He fell to the depravity after being gifted a cursed blade by the fabled immortal emperor from the Atrothian Empire of Antiquity. Twisted body and mind by its accursed influence, he committed all manner of atrocities for over a millennia, before eventually destroying the malevolent artifact as atonement for his many lifetimes of sin. Yet, this act of redemption fueled his ascent to divinity. Davros is among the few old gods who survived the rise of Xeranoth. The accursed blade that Davros now safeguards is the edge of reason. The nightmarish blade torn from the grip of Xeranoth himself during the battle of gods, which brought an end to the age of cataclysm. And as for anyone there looking for gameplay specifics, we're talking a lawful neutral intermediate deity. So I'd call that tier three. It's kind of the mid rank of deities. Uh, on the, the higher end, the only one being above that, being the greater deity himself, Xeranoth, tier four. His domains are animal, law, nobility, rune, strength, and war. And his favorite weapon is the lance. So there we go. That is today's lore drop, everybody. I hope you like that. And with that, I would like to send it over to Wallace to get a nice recap of what happened last time. Recap! Last time creatures that were hiding in the tree were a group of goblins who seemed to be stuck, starving, too scared to come down. They attacked, desperate for food, and the party easily dispatched them, capturing one of them alive. Returning to town, they visited the authorities who directed us to one of the only goblin-speaking citizens, Lockick Drogma. Kurgan and Gaius visited Lockick who, using some weird paste from a crab shell, allowed the goblin to enter a trance-like state, which allowed communication with him. The goblin described the beast of Black Tree Hill, a diseased-ridden, undead, quadruped horror. Of course, Scarlet didn't want to join them, so she visited with Elodie instead, who supplied us some potions to help combat this beast. The party then rested and wants to return to Black Tree Hill at night to hopefully confront the beast. Wallace, thank you for that. If it wasn't for your recaps, I honestly wouldn't remember what happened. I have a terrible memory, so thank you for that. With that, I would like to send it to uh, Chris. Chris! Let's hit it, buddy. Most certainly. So we find ourselves on the eve of Corbereth 28th. So this is uh, a day and an evening into the campaign. You have just recently left your, uh, we'll call it a pre-gaming celebration at the tavern of Matthias Ansem, Chainbreaker's Tavern. Uh, and are, are you bringing your new mascot with you? The, uh, 
the drugged out of his mind goblin who was starving but has now been eating porridge. See, we're treating him better than he had before. He he probably is being better treated now than ever. Yeah, it's only the right thing to do. Oh, I'm going to bring him for sure. <laughs> I'm kind of I'm I kind of like this guy. You like you like the goblin, whatever his name is. I, I'm going to name him Drakic Logma. Drakic Gobma. Gobma. He's like the opposite because <laughs> I like this guy, so that's the opposite. It's the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Do you get it? Okay. <laughs> You make your way uh, in the company of Lockie Gogma. <laughs> name pending. Name pending. Whatever his name is. Uh, so, is he on a horse right now? What What's going on? Oh, he's Are definitely. You going on foot? He's definitely tied down. Tied onto the onto horse. On the back of the horse. Okay. So, like thrown over it, lying on his belly, hands tied. No, he can legs. sit side saddle. Or is he? Mm. <laughs> you carrying him like a princess? No, no, definitely, definitely tied down so that uh, okay, so you can't run off and attack someone. Yeah, and that is that, some people as you go by, and so that his, his natural weapons, if he decides to try to use them, might damage the saddlebags, but not uh, but not Rexford. Okay, sounds good. So you make your way towards the northern exit of High Castle. About uh, let's say you're you're walking kind of to the northern exit, uh, then you, after that you're going to be heading northeast to get your way to the black tree hill uh however on the way so after about 20 minutes or so of hoofing it in town uh you are still within the city proper i'll take perception checks from everybody please that's a 14 for me big 14 from scarlet 21 from kurgan kurgan's got a 21 and I have a 19. Oh, and a big 19 from Gaius. Okay, all of you notice something as you're you're traveling through the city. You spot a trio of pit fiend thugs who seem to have cornered a rich-looking fellow uh, near an alley. They appear to be accosting him. What are you going to do? Are you going to just ignore this man in trouble? Well, definitely Go about not. your own business, or what will you do? We're de- we're definitely gonna go in. Well, I, I I at least am gonna go and intercede on that man, on that man's behalf, or at least see if there's a and if he's in need of assistance. You're on Rexford right now, right? Yep. Okay. With a goblin strapped to your your saddle. Okay, Scarlet, what are you thinking? I'm gonna um probably follow Gaius's moral compass a little bit, but. I don't know if I'm going to get directly involved yet. I'm going to okay. maybe just kind of hang back and see how hang it back goes. A bit. Still approach, but you're going to hang back yeah, and not get I'm not, involved? Uh, yeah. Okay. And what about you, Kurgan? What are you and Greyman doing? I'm going jumping right in there. Jumping right in there. Okay. Yeah. So you uh, you quickly advance. The, a stride is Mighty Steed Rexford. Gaius advances, clomping his way. Making uh, all kinds of noise as he approaches those horseshoes on the the, the cobblestones, and uh, the trio of pit fiends they kind of stop and uh, they they turn. One of them's kind of holding on to the the scruff of the shirt of this uh, this this rich looking fellow, and the other two have turned their way towards you and they have their uh, they don't have their cestus on. Those are 
Those are kind of on their belts right now. They're not wearing them. But he points up at you with a, with a or sorry, uh, he's got his Cestus on. His uh, skizzer is, is on his belt. And he points up at you with that gauntleted hand to the Cestus hand. And he says, oh, what do you think you're doing, huh? Leave us to our business. Unless you want to be involved too. Gentlemen, is there any way I can assist you? Yeah, you give us that fancy horse. And then the, the woman beside him says, yeah, and we'll take that armor too. That's not the kind of assistance that I had in mind. Uh, so the, the fellow that they kind of have cornered, it's a husky man wearing an expensive looking purple overcoat, a golden amulet bearing the insignia of a pair of cross drinking horns, and a pointed cap with a large yellow feather. Okay. Okay, so he's Scarlet. a pimp, is what you're saying. <laughs> no. So as Gaius is uh, sitting there trying to help these pit fiends, I am going to. Uh, I know. I know that's not what you're actually trying. That was a joke, but trying to get their attention. Yes, as Gaius is trying to divert <laughs> well, their attention. I stride that magnificent horse. I'm gonna step uh, kind of out into the hallway. The, not the hallway. The alleyway. They, they kind of got him uh, near the entrance of an alley. Okay. So he's in the alley. They're standing in front of the alley. You guys are in the main street still. Great. So um, I'm going to I'm gonna up start approaching, and I will say, uh, guys, lady, lady and gentlemen. Yeah. One lady and gentlemen. Cal- two guys. Calm down, everybody. There's no need to get uppity. I, in fact, heard that there's a new group of adventurers in town that happen to be slain pit fiends that are getting in the way. So maybe, maybe today isn't the day to be doing this. You might want to head back, crawl back to whichever hole you come from and just lay low for a couple days, you know, for your own safety. Well, that's an intimidating check if I've ever heard one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chris, that's a 22. Oh, a 22. Okay, so the guy that's kind of holding on to the merchant looking, the rich guy by the scruff, he just books it down the alley (laughs) just as fast as he can go. Uh, The other two, uh, they kind of look back and forth and then look back at you and then look up at the guy on the horse and then look at the the orc. And the the wolf that's ready to bite his throat out. And they uh, they say, oh, oh, hey, I think we we might have maybe got off on the wrong foot here. uh, no, we were just helping this guy. He, the other guy, they point down the, the alley. He was trying to harass him, but we, we stopped that. We'll just be on our way. Don't, don't worry about us. And the woman kind of nods. She says, "Yeah, that, that's all. We're here, and your armor looks great." I was just. Do we? Uh, <laughs> we know that all pit fiends have a bounty on their head. That's like twenty gold. Yep, twenty gold yeah. each. If you take him in alive. <laughs> Kurgan's looking around at the, the other. So is there a guy members. running? Sorry. There's a guy running. One of them is like booking it down the alley. Yeah. I'm not making any. I Scarlet has the uh, posture that, like, she basically just approached and like the guy ran and she's like, like she basically is pointing down the alleyway and like she doesn't look like she's interested in, in starting another confrontation right now. That doesn't mean you guys can't do that. That's just how her posture currently is. Okay, so we got 
One guy sprinting away at top speed and two that are exiting stage left. Are you going to let them all leave? Uh, yep, yep. You actually see them <clears throat> commit a crime? No. Yeah, that's the thing that they I was thinking They were harassing about. someone, but haven't actually done anything wrong yet. Had you creepily stood back and waited, I guess, if you're those kind of psychopaths, then yeah, you would you can see them commit a crime, but no, not right now. You sit back, you document the whole thing. Yeah. And then you need to see it afterwards. No, no, no. You, you, don't, you don't see them do that. We could have just booked them and gotten the bounty anyway, if that's the case. But <laughs> I also thought of that. I didn't actually catch him doing a crime. I figured that they would be. And it seemed like Gaius just wanted to help this man. So okay, I was interested in helping him. Okay, so, so I they, will not uh, give chase. They leave. They're gone. So after a few moments, this uh, husky fella in the fancy outfit, he says, oh. I knew someone would come around to save me. Things were looking bad, but nope. Everything goes Teller Rhodes this way. And he reaches out a hand to shake each of yours. And he says, good to meet you. The name's Teller Rhodes. I run Mercantile Rhodes. Perhaps you've heard of it. Have I? Does anyone, anyone have knowledge local? I do. But my role is terrible. That would be a nine. A nine. Nope. Never heard of him. This guy, the way he's talking, it's like he, you even knew who he was, is how he's acting. My knowledge local is 11. You've also not heard of this All guy. right. Great. Yeah. Never heard of you. Sorry. So it's like, yeah, I understand. You guys must be new to town. Nope. Yep. I, actually, been here for I am. a long time. But. Must have been new to town. That's the only explanation. Well. Please accept my personal thanks. You got me out of a tight scrape. And so I insist that you let me reward you for your services. Being the good, considerate citizens that you are. What were the, what were the pit fiends looking for, for from you? They were trying to rob me. Why are you out here by yourself? Of course they're trying to rob you. They're everywhere. They try to rob everybody. Why are you out here? Well, I'm going home. I thought I'd go for a stroll in this new neighborhood. A I've man as down. important as you doesn't have a security detail? No. Why would I have a security detail? Everyone loves me. Yeah. Teller Rhodes, what a good guy. They, That's what they say. They love your gold, too. Is is the situation in the High Castle really that bad that he should that he should be expected to have a security detail? I mean, it's pretty bad here. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a ton of pit fiends around. They literally tried to burn down a house with us in it just yesterday. And look, you've all escaped unharmed. Okay, so uh, what? Like you got like a twenty percent off so coupon? So I'm gonna ask or? him. He's like, no, no, no. I've what? Got uh, what do you do here in High Castle? I run a merchant consortium, importing, exporting. I have a number of foreign trade ships I deal with. Is Old Kasif one of them? I, I don't know who that is. That's motive. Do they, do they have a business? 18. A trader. He's like, oh, I've never, never heard of him. You think he's, he's telling the truth? Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who that is. Okay. They must, uh, they must deal with different, different property than what I deal with. I import all kinds of things. Spices, silks, 
Other things from exotic lands. That's literally the M.O. of old Kasif. I never heard of that guy. Don't know who that is. Okay. Maybe he uh, goes to different soirees than I do. Must be. There's so many high-class parties here. Anyway. um, There are. (laughs) I, and he kind of brushes himself up a bit, host many myself. I'm sure, though, that silk is fair trade. Of course. Of course it is. What's your sense? Local bottom? spiders only. No drow were hurt. We're hurting. Them. I was going to say it's dried or silk. Dried or silk, yeah. 19. <laughs> yeah, he seems, seems to be telling the truth. Kind of above board. Yeah, this guy seems above board. Seems like he just, uh, seems like everything goes his way and he didn't expect people to try and rob him. Okay. This is, I, I insist you let me give you a reward for your efforts. So he reaches into his, his coat pocket and he produces three black coins and he holds them out. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'll take an appraise check from anybody who wants to roll one. Sure. Let's see what this appraise check pulls up. Mighty five on that appraise check. I got an 11. Okay. Scarlet, uh, you recognize that the coin that he just produced is plated in Nexasite. It's a, a black uh, special material. Okay. It's quite rare. Um, but it's one of the currencies on Atrothia. Uh, a Nexusite bar is worth 100 gold. Okay. But the thing he just produced, you'd say they're each worth a platinum. Oh. Same, same value as a platinum. So he produces three of these coins, so three platinum, essentially. He says, oh, don't be fooled. These black coins are worth more than the Nexusite they're covered in. They're tokens of pure luck. I've kept a couple in my pocket since back when I first started out. And look at me now. It's like a gift from Midas himself. The golden hero blesses me every day that I wake up. In fact, they're so lucky that some say if you make a wish upon a black coin, it might even come true. And so he he hands three, one to each of you. What's the catch? There is no catch. You saved my life. I want to reward you. Well, I'll take the coin from him and... Thank you for your generosity. He gives a nod. And what are, uh, so, and then he still has his hand held out. Two I will, coins left in it. I'll take, uh, I'll take one. Okay, you take one. Thank you, Tella. I, 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 I hand, I take it. Okay. So you've each got one of the black coins. It's worth 10 gold. Equivalent of that. And, uh, so he says, oh, yes, uh, and, uh, can I get each of your names? I'd like to know who my hero, who my heroes are. I'd like to uh, make sure I tell make sure I tell Guildmaster Galia Hunderbarn who saved my life. Yeah, pardon my bad manners. I am Guy Spainbridge. Well met. I want to sense motive this guy just to see like what's he is he trying to get more information or what? I'm I'm just Scarlet is naturally untrusting of people so. So she uh, rolled a 29 to 29. try to figure this guy out. No, this guy, like, he legitimately has, like, a zest for life. Seems like he truly believes he's incredibly lucky. And, uh, it, like, everything he said, he seems to totally believe. Okay. And he, he does, there's no malice okay. or anything from what you can tell. Like, he just, you saved his life. He wants to reward you. Okay. 
And he seemed confident someone would come save him and get him out of his scrape he was in. Okay. Does anyone have a knowledge nobility? To, uh, he just dropped a name. Guildmaster Galia. I Hundabar. do not have knowledge nobility. Nor do I. Okay. How about an intelligence check? <laughs> Failed. Two. Nine. Nope. You guys don't know who he's talking about. Guildmaster, that's the guy that... Uh, oh, he says, oh, no, no, no. It's a woman. No, I'm pretty sure that's a guy. No, it's a woman. Galia Hundabar. Yeah, Galia Hundabar. Guildmaster of the Mason, Stonecutters, and Quarry Workers. I you think know, we're talking about a different Galia Thunderbar. Other than House Harrowwood, she's probably the most influential and powerful person in all of White Castle. In fact, I'm going to be attending a party with her within the next few days. I'll definitely mention your names. Thank you. Thank you, Teller. We really appreciate that. Kurgan, did you introduce yourself yet? Nope. Okay, I didn't think so. So he like is still looking at you. And you are? <laughs> you, you stare blankly at him before just whispering, Kurgan. <laughs> A little more forcefully. Than <laughs> do you more touch more. his lips? What do you say it? Gently whisper in his ear, Kurgan. <laughs> Kurgan. <laughs> with, uh, with lots of gusto, you say your name. Yes. Solemnly and calmly. He says, ah, good. Well, I thank you again. You've saved me. Oh, I feel so blessed. Just be careful if you see more of them around. Try to try to keep your distance from these guys. Ah, I'm sure I'll be fine. Well, he continues to stride off. All right, confidently sashaying his way down the street. Scarlet will like, like he owns the she'll place. shrug and give him a wave, and let's move on, guys. Okay, does anyone have uh, knowledge local? Sure do. See if we can roll higher than a five. Come on, dice. Ooh, there we go. Look at that. Big old 19 on that one. Uh, all right, so that'll be a 24 on my knowledge local. 24. Okay. Uh, you have actually heard of black coins before. No. Uh, so in addition to being a currency that is actively used, people do use them like they're platinum pieces. Uh, you have actually heard the same rumor that he, he told you, that... Supposedly, if you grasp a black coin and make a wish upon it, sometimes your wish comes true. But it's only right. if something that you really, truly want. Hmm. So many people do consider them to be lucky coins. Interesting. Okay. Do we know, like, this? You got a 24, uh, yeah. guys? Yeah, yeah. Was, that's uh, what you know. This corn, corn, coin gilded. In Nexusite. Do we know what yep. Nexusite is? You do. It's a special material. Um, so Nexusite is relatively rare, uh, and it's pretty valuable. Um, for the most part, on Atrothia, people largely just use it as a form of currency, uh, but it does have abilities when you use it as part of, like, you know, making weapons and armor and things like that. Uh, but the primary use is actually making technological equipment, which... 
in Atrothea, it's not very common. There are some places that do have high advanced kind of technology. Um, but they use it in trade with other realms and communities. It's very useful on other planes. Things like do you that. know where to mine this stuff from? Do you have a knowledge? No. It's more along the lines of the group. I'm I've, these I've never heard of this material before. I've encountered Either it before. Um, first time I've ever seen one of these, one of these uh, these coins, though. Seems very taboo. Like as an example, you uh, Kurgan, you would have never have seen Nexusite before. I because it's it's like very highly refined and it's very hard to find in, out in the world. Like you have to act, it's very rare. You you have to actively be looking for it. It'd be like you finding, you know, being a druid and finding a random, you know, gold vein somewhere just doesn't, you know, doesn't happen often. Uh, but as I said, like, you, you know, you're familiar. It is, it's a currency. People use it to pay for things. So. Okay. Cool. Oh, it's, okay. It's not like it's evil or. No, nothing like no, that. Kind of no, okay. No. Um, as I said, it's no different than other special materials like. Mithril, adamantine, stuff like that. It's its own thing. But as I said, it's it's used primarily as a, a currency because it's very hard to use to make items. Okay. So uh, you've each uh, gotten your reward for saving Teller Roads. You're going to continue on your way? Yes. Continue to Black Tree Hill. Okay. You continue to make your way to Black Tree Hill. So it's getting pretty late. Uh, it's definitely suns, the sun's down. It's dark outside. Uh, does anyone have any issues with it being dark? Like maybe Rexford or Greymane? Well, uh, Rexford, I believe, uh, has low light vision. And I myself have dark vision. Okay. Scarlet has dark vision. Okay, so Greymane and uh, Rexford are kind of being led towards where you're going? Is it a cloudy sky out right now? It's pretty cloudy, yeah. It's a pretty dark night. So we're not going to see any stars or moon or... Not consistently. It's, it's largely overcast. So it is going to get pretty dark as you head towards Black Tree Hill. I'm sure in my druidic starter kit, there's a torch. Yeah, you got some torches in there. You'll be fine. All right. Okay, I will light a torch. Okay. <laughs> okay, so With we got a, one, so one flint torch Flint and steel. There you go. Flint and steel lighting a torch. Boom! So we got one guy with a torch. Animals can see now. Goblin still. <laughs> he's how's he doing? Drooly. Is he is he talking at all or is he? Yeah, just... he's kind of mumbling to himself, like but he's you know face down, so he's like mumbling into the <clears throat> saddle. <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> is, he kinda, is he kind of drooling? Yeah. Oh, he's drooling all right for sure. <laughs> okay, so do we see the dame? Dame Natsuki? Satsuki Nubura? No. No, you don't see her. Okay. So, uh, are we going to make it to Black Tree Black Hill, Hill before, like, it's completely dark? or Yeah, like, as I said, it's getting really dark right now. The sun okay. has started to set. I would like to rig up, like... You can easily get to Black Tree Hill. Okay, because we're going to set up camp. I'd like to rig up 
like strings and bells. I bought a couple strings and bells. Okay, so you uh, are at the top of Black Tree Hill. You got the big tree that's uh, right in the middle of the hill. Uh, kind of all around and all, all the rest of the directions is the hill itself. It's massive. So whereabouts are you going to set up your, your camp you said you were setting up? So, like we talking tent camp or? Okay, so what's the layout of this? So behind, from our vantage point, if we walk up to Black Tree Hill, yep. what's behind it if we're looking at it from the path? Okay, so Black Tree Hill isn't on the, the north road, on the high road. You have to go east off of off of the high road is it just like to get to the hill it's open a, on each side kind of thing it, it's and, a big hill right in the middle of all of, if you were to walk in a straight line from the entrance of high castle to where you would get to the Missville forest you'd have to pass over the black tree hill or walk around it okay so how far is the forest from us right from from right now like uh 15 minutes or so Oh, okay, so we can and see it. And that's how long it took to get to the hill from... Okay, so we can yeah. see it, but it's pretty well open up until there. Yeah, I mean, okay. it's you know it's dark, so you can't see super far, but... Yeah. You know, basically, it's like kind of a straight shot. Now, this technically, you're in the Iron Hills right now, so there is going to be, you know... It's, it's not flat terrain. You're not on a plane. Like, it's, you know, moving, you know, tails, rolling hills how here or there. How far... But Black Tree Hill is like a big hill. So how far does the light stretch from a uh, torch? 30 feet. 30 feet and radius? You get, you get 30 feet in all directions and then like 30 feet kind of dim light. Because what we could do is if you've got some extra torches in your pack, we could push them out and maybe at the bottom of the hill make like a radius of torches so that at least like it can extend our vision a little bit. you got to think. Only, only thing though, like this is a really big. Hill. Yeah, I don't okay. think we have enough okay. torches. Like, so we you don't have time need for like a hundred of torches. Okay, I don't have that. more to do that. You like tiki torches, but you Never could mind. easily like you could easily around where you guys are, you know, set up, you know, six or eight torches to give you like a good well lit area. Yeah, I mean, I guess if we're trying to bait a monster out here, may as well make it as. Easy as possible. I mean, you got you got bait strapped to Rexford right now. Well, that's right what now. I mean. I was I was hoping that we could use him as bait. So poor goblin. Poor goblin. <clears throat> Should have just given him to Elodie. She'd <laughs> be treating him so well. No, she wouldn't be. He'd be planting it in a nice pot. So are you planning on dangling him up from the tree? <laughs> well, I'm thinking about it. Like a or propping him up at the bottom of the tree around a fire in a little tent, like he's there, like. Waiting for his lover to show up, you know? Are you implying some sort of romantic relationship between the goblin and the sundead? Well, no, but I just, if this creature is going to come, you know, if it's, it, it's been hunting just regular people out here. So maybe we need a regular creature here doing regular creature things like waiting for a lover, you know? There you go. I mean, that they, can't you know, be a trap if it's just a little goblin out here. And, and I mean, the goblins were hiding in the tree for who knows how long. They were come down. They were. So Eating maybe each he's going to be excited. Be like, oh, that goblin's down finally. Oh, he's Never taunting know. it. That's true. Hmm. Goblins could have been taunting him. We don't know. Or we just yeah. sit there. Yeah, you, you have to think of the lock of <laughs> Drogma to ask that question. <laughs> we should go back and visit him again. No, <laughs> no we shouldn't. The spirits are too strong right now. We can't go back. <laughs> um, it could be the perfect time. 
the perfect time. Just bring your 500 gold midnight. Yeah. Special midnight not session. A, it's not a scam. It's not. Maybe. That's when the spirits might strongest. might be a scam. Midnight. <laughs> okay. Or should we, are we, is anyone planning on sleeping tonight? Hmm. Or can we make it through the night without having to push ourselves? Well, you, you'll be we, tired tomorrow if you don't sleep at some point tonight. I was thinking we could take watch, just take watch shifts, two-hour shifts. Okay. Rotate through the night. Okay, who's okay. going first? I'll go first. Okay, so we're going to have Gaius first. Who's going to go second? I will go second. Scarlet going second. And Kurgan going third. So three-hour shifts? No, four-hour shifts. There's only three of you, so two hours means you each get four hours of sleep. <laughs> well, I'd rotate. Oh, and then so you and then do it again. Do it again, okay? Instead of four, four and four, yeah. we'll do two, 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 two. two, two. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> Break some change. I'm not going to get any of my spells back, but I don't think I used any yet. So, okay, uh, so Gaius, you're the first one. All right. Everybody else is going to be taking a nice a nice snooze. You got a uh, a frothing, drooling goblin who's yammering on nonsense all night. You've got Greymane, who I assume is going to be snuggled up tight with you, Kurgan. While I'm sleeping, yes. You'll be, on, you'll be on watch with me. Is Rexford uh, tied to the tree or something? Yeah. Remember, it's covered in those big, like, knobby kind of protrusions. Very easy to tie your horse off there. And Scarlet, you'll just be sleeping. I, sword? <laughs> I'm gonna I don't really know what else to do. This is weird to me. So You've never camped out with a wolf guy and a, a goblin, <laughs> goblin and a holy man? No, I have <laughs> and a, not. And a holy a holy guy, yeah. Okay. So you guys go to uh you go to sleep. I'm gonna need a perception check. Everyone from Gaius. Alright. Well, it's, it, it's the first one's a vision-based one, so I don't think so. <laughs> Unless you got invisible eye eyelids. I do have scent. It, again, this is a vision-based one. I was going to so. say, I would probably just be kind of leaned up against the tree, like hat over my eyes, like okay. cowboy style. Got it. If I can That's sleep cool. like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah you can okay, like cool. That. Uh, with the knobby protrusions all over your <laughs> well, back. Well, I mean, but she she's a big fan of plant life. I got you. So she's digging it. Yeah, I'm I'm good for that. All right, so that's a big seven on that uh, perception check. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Now everybody, give me a perception check. <coughs> and does anyone have scent? Right here. Uh, Gaius I, does good. As uh, does Rex. Raymond does. Raymond does. I do not have scent, but I rolled really well. Twenty perception on. Yahtzee. And so it's minus 10 because you're sleeping, just so you guys know. And Greymane, uh, 17. Okay. Scarlet? Uh, with the minus 10 is 15. Okay, Scarlet, your eyes uh, kind of pop open. And uh, anyone with scent, you automatically pick it up. So oh, you got baby, a, you I'm got so a, excited for you this. Got, you got some, some smells coming your way of, of note. Uh, so there is one, a distinct animal smell. Very likely uh, some kind of dogs or wolves or canine of some kind. So like a like a kind of a, a wet dog kind of smell. All right. And there's another smell that's very it's very it's very pungent. Mm. It's a very distinct mm. kind of rotting smell. Bio. But it's 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 less intense. 
So you think it might be coming from farther away? <clears throat> are we at Comic Con or are we at a <laughs> or are we at a Linux programmers convention? <laughs> Could be either one. All right. Well, when I catch one for that, because that's a that's a notable change. Yeah. Um, whichever one of these two is closest to me, I'll move to nudge them awake. Well, let's oh. say that uh, you're probably maybe on this side. Scarlet said she wanted to look over there, so we'll say you're closer to Scarlet. And uh, I'll don my shield. Okay, kind of on the north side, north face of the tree. Sorry, east, west face of the tree. We've got uh, Kurgan and Greymane. On the east side of the tree, we've got Gaius and Rexford. And on the north face of the tree, we've got Scarlet Carson. Can I tell which direction the new orders are coming from? Yep, they're all coming from the northeast. Northeast, okay. To, from the mist veil. All right, so I'll, uh, being in close proximity to Scarlet, I'll nudge her with my okay. foot as I... Scarlet, you get roused up as you kind of wake up on your own. Someone <laughs> nudges you with their foot. That's okay. That's okay. So I'll... Uh pick up my greatsword, which I probably just stabbed into the ground beside me. Easy access, you see. I will stand up. And I'll say something approaches. And take my greatsword. I can smell it on the wind. I can smell it on the wind. I like that. <laughs> That's just those two. About Kurgan and uh, Greymane. Greymane uh, just roused. <clears throat> Is Kurgan getting up? Where I am. Okay. So you uh, you all note something is approaching. And with your little perimeter of light that you made, uh, you can kind of see it as it comes in. Is it another goblin? A feral goblin. <laughs> Deranged feral goblin? That's eaten a bunch honey of other badger. goblins. What? A mad honey badger. Rabbit honey badger. What if I kind of hope it's miasma? <laughs> <laughs> Secretly, I'm hoping that I get to kill me, that thing. Miasma <laughs> and locking drachma in a big costume. And I'll be like, "You're Woo! both. You were both wrong. Miasma's horrible. It's a horrible creature. It was. We murdered it." Okay, I'll take another perception check from everybody. This is a vision-based one. Anyone was sent, you know, it's these things are definitely approaching. Nineteen. Eight and ten. Fourteen. Oh baby, here we go. We went like three episodes without fighting anything, so I don't count the goblins. They didn't. <laughs> they who plays tabletop role playing just... games to do combat? That's what I'm saying. The <laughs> goblins just threw themselves out of trees at us, so that wasn't even a fight. I'm just that was for... a serious, serious <laughs> encounter. I'm just here for the drinking. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> That's why I have no beer in my house ever. <laughs> okay, what was those results, everybody? Ten. Again, fourteen. 14, 19. I'll say that's enough. That's perception, right? That's perception. So you all see these small dogs have a rough coat and a hungry look in their dark brown eyes. You see four small-sized dogs. They all look quite wild and frenzied. I'll take knowledge nature from anyone who has. 19. Okay, so these are wild dogs. Prowl on the outskirts. Uh, it does not look like these are ones that uh, really come into town or anything. These are definitely 
wild dogs that live in either the Iron Hills or the Mistvale. Uh, so what you know about dogs like this, they have low light vision and scent. Uh, they're pretty fast being quadrupeds. Uh, they have uh, a bite attack. Uh, they're very good at, uh, quite good at jumping and uh, very good at scent tracking. You know that uh, dogs like this, they're going to be pretty vicious and probably quite territorial. And in some cases, they're known to uh, carry disease like rabies. Uh, let's get, since you're the only one with knowledge of nature, I'll get another perception check from you. Uh, usually I've been having Grammy and aid me. That's cool. Yeah, I think in this instance, I think that jives. Yeah. 12. Okay. Um, so one thing of note about these dogs, the way they're acting, you would think they might actually have rabies. However you know better. They're actually driven on by fear. The reason they're so agitated and aggressive is because they're running away from something. I'll tell the party, be prepared. They're running from something. Okay. So these dogs agitated and aggressive take, uh, they start to growl and bark as, uh, they, they slow down a bit and it looks like they're, they're coming in to attack you. I'll, uh, on by fear. You think you can try to intimidate them? They can them. run away. I mean, that's my only option. But unless uh, there's there's any among you that maybe uh, adapted handling animals, yeah, or or, or maybe empathetic towards, are empathetic towards wild creatures. Anybody here? Anyone here that might? Before I try to scare them off with my inquisitorial conviction. I guess I have that. I know, don't I? No, we don't know. <laughs> I, Nobody I don't know. knows. I don't know, Druid Kurgan Thunderhowl. <laughs> who has a pet wolf and a love of canines? <laughs> is 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 there something you maybe want to do? Well, he's looking at a sheet, Chris. Scarlet will begin her speech about how they need to repent for their sins and they need to be <laughs> redeemed for all of their past transgressions. Okay, I'm going to try to wild empathy. Scarlet, I love your okay. enthusiasm, but I don't think they Except, understand. Uh, you. I don't have a good charisma. Let's see what you got. So you uh, you you approach and kind of make some uh, like an, an aggressive motion and 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 some yipping and, and yowling noises. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a bonus of two on this check. Fifteen because you have Greymane with you. Fifteen and dogs are very into the the whole alpha mentality. So it's a 15, big one to five. Okay, so uh, these these dogs, they back down. So um, you got a choice here. So it looks like these dogs, at this exact moment, they've backed down and they're probably going to move past you or, or away from you. Would you I like to spend a little bit more time with them? If we have time, yes. Yeah? Okay, Let's. I want, I want you to do another one. Let me see you again. 19 with the, pl with the plus two. With the plus two. Okay, so not only do these dogs, so let's see, you had to come out a bit for that. Yep. So you kind of walked out into the open with your, your dog. Not only do these dogs not attack you, they actually start to form a bit of a, a semicircle. You made a pack. Kind of around. I got some buddies. Around you. Aw, you're the beast master. Or are they 
are they like is Thunderhowl their pack leader or are you? Who knows? Find out next week. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Okay, so they take up positions uh, two beside you, uh, two beside Kurgan, and two beside Greymane. Heck yeah! So you guys got four wild dogs just joined up with you. Okay. <laughs> And as the moments start to pass and the dogs continue to growl and get louder, the distinct stench grows and grows. So I'm going to untie Rexford. Okay. And Rexford then mount is untied. Him. And you're mounted upon Rexford. And then bring myself towards the smell. Okay. Moving a bit away from the tree towards the smell. I might as well draw my bow. Okay, we got Kurgan with his bow out. Gaius, have you pulled out any weapons or anything? Mm. You got a goblin strapped to your pack saddle? Yep. Uh, I will unsheath my lance if I have the time. Lance and shield, okay. And Scarlet? I am going to move forward in the effort of letting Gaius get a charge attack in. So Okay. Um, and Scarlet has her greatsword drawn, and she... She she flicks it out and it glints in the moonlight with her. It's uh, uh it's cloudy. As you pull it out, shut up. The the clouds <laughs> part a little bit. Oh, and yeah. the moon it's just one a beam, little single thunder, beam of light, little down. bit of lightning. Yeah, single perfect. beam of light down perfect. towards Scarlet. It's like perfect, right out of Sailor Moon, and like <laughs> like like Massa Moon. It looks like that very sleek looking. Very great sword. sleek pulls out with that that. Grand and highly, uh, highly ornate, yes. rose-like, and grip she runs and through the the canticles of tyrannous in her head as as she prepares <laughs> herself and steals herself for battle. Okay, what's that perception check from everybody? <laughs> oh, nineteen. What am I, what am I doing? Again, nineteen again. Do you got what was your newer perception? I asked for twenty-one. Whatever that been the earlier fourteen or. Uh, this was after everyone moved into position. I asked for a perception. Oh, then this one will be an 18. 18. Okay, sounds good. Man, it's killing me. What is this? It's miasma. Does it smell like <laughs> incense and shame? <laughs> then it's definitely not miasma. It's, or lucky then drugs. It's, then it's a bachelorette party <laughs> going to a seance. Did anyone... Uh, one more time. So 19? 19. Okay. 18. 18. 21. Okay. <clears throat> Does it see us is the question. <laughs> so anyone with scent picks up a distinct foul smell of rotting flesh somewhere within 60 feet of you. However, two of you, Kurgan Thunderhowl and Scarlet Carson, you see this creature prowl its way into the light. Just, just hanging out on the edge of, of where the light gets a bit brighter. As it appears to be stalking forward. This immense, malformed, pustule-covered human corpse moves about on, on all fours. Like human? some hideous, undead hound. Fearsome claws upon its hands and feet. I will take a knowledge religion from either of the two of you that saw this thing, if you have. I do not. I do have knowledge religion. For a 18. 18. Okay, you recognize this thing. This creature is known as a Festrog. Do I know anything about them? 18? 
Yes, an 18, Chris. Okay. Okay, so you know that Festrogs are undead abominations that are spawned uh, due to massive explosions or releases of negative energy. Um, many would consider them uh, ghoul hounds. Sometimes people have called this thing in the past, or ghoul dogs. Uh, they have the intellect of a, of a human, and they're slightly more cunning. Physically, they are more powerful. Uh, they're actually bipedal, but they're capable of doing a four-footed run. And if they can charge you when they do their four-footed run, they can actually trip you to the ground when they hit you. Ooh. But the most notable thing about them that you know is that the boils on their bodies can rupture if you hit them with a slashing or piercing weapon. Oh, fun. Squirting the attacker with pus-like fluid that carries a potent disease. Well, isn't that nice? And the final bit of info you know about them is that if they get a hold of you with their bite, they can actually uh, tear chunks off of you and feed on it, which restores some of their health. And uh, not only that, your check was good enough to know that uh, this this Festerog is particularly... Uh, it's a highly advanced and incredibly resilient specimen. Of course it so is. So it is uh, far superior to a standard Festrog. So that is what, that's what you know. It's uh, going to be hardier than normal, uh, more powerful, and capable of, uh, of, of, of an immunity to pain. Do I know? Shrugging off some damage. With that, did I know um, if it, do I need a certain type of weapon to bypass? Uh, ordinarily, no, but you know that it is uh, it is resilient, meaning that it has some uh, some DR dash based on its how oh, strong it is. Okay, so it it doesn't have any DR you could get through. So that's what you know. That's what you know. What? Isn't beast of fun? Black Tree Hill? What a that's fearsome, so fun. fearsome creature! I'll take rolls for initiative from everybody. And that, my friends, is all we have time for today. Tune in next week. To hear what happens at Black Tree Hill. Later.